Hello and welcome to All Indians Matter. I am Ashraf Engineer. As the Russian invasion of Ukraine intensified, worries over the fate of Indians, especially students in the former Soviet Republic, have also intensified. India has begun evacuating citizens who have managed to get to neighboring countries and Indian students studying at universities in the Ukrainian city of Lviv have been making their way towards Poland on the directions of the Indian embassy. Among them, is 21-year-old Raj Dhiman, originally from Haridwar but resident of Daman and Deev now. He has been in Lviv for four and a half years and is a fourth-year student of medicine there. All Indians matter. Raj, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much for inviting. Raj, where thank are you warm. now? When... <laughs> no, you're very welcome. I'm in Lviv, the westernmost part of Ukraine. For now, it's safe. Like as per the reports say, but there are a lot of changes here. And the only way we can escape Lviv, that is through Poland. And currently, Poland border is the most hardest to cross. And by hard, I mean, it's literally impossible to cross, to be honest, because people, students are being beaten up, thrashed, humiliated. And like literally, you know, Ukrainian soldiers are kicking them, hitting them and harassing them just because you're foreigners. Uh, I don't know about others, but yes, this is being happening with all the foreigners except Ukrainians. And why are they doing this? Because they want their countrymen to escape. Or maybe it's because of the situation that India didn't support them in NATO. But anyways, they are discriminating all foreigners. They just want their citizens to escape. So, you know, like we have a border in Lviv. So there's the Ukrainian side and the Polish side. Everything is good and well in the Polish side. But the citizens in the Ukrainian side, so they are Ukrainians, you know. So unless and until we cross the Ukrainian side, we won't be able to reach Poland. So they are creating a mess on the Ukrainian side itself. And that's why we just can't go. Uh, so so let me understand hard. this right, Raj. You're saying that the uh, Ukrainian uh, soldiers are uh, beating up Indian students and other foreigners. Yes. And the reason they are yes. harassing Indians and beating them up could be that uh, because we did not vote in their favor in the UN Security Council vote. Is that what you're saying? It could be, but also the most practical reason is that, of course, it's it's a war. They want to escape. So they want themselves to go out rather than us. All right. So what are your plans now? How do you plan to get out of Ukraine and into Poland as the Indian embassy has advised? So we tried once going to Poland. It's horrible. There are three borders, to be honest. Uh, the border which was advised by the Indian embassy first was Krakowies. But later, in I think in 12 hours or 24, they just changed. So they're like, now you can't go with Krakowies. So this is ridiculous. First, you ask people to go on a particular border. Then you suggest a different border, which is 90 to 70 kilometers far from the original one. So, okay, fine. Then they changed the border where we have to exit. The second border they named was Shiny Mediku border. A lot of my friends went there. They have wasted like literally 48 hours or more. So they were in that, you know, the, the border zone for 48 hours in cold, minus 5, minus 6. Oh, for two days at least. Many of my friends have walked for 30 kilometers as well because it's so much jammed. The the cabs, the taxis will drop you 20 kilometers before the border. So you have to walk. And even after that, even after waiting for two days, a lot of people have returned back because of this situation. There are so many people, first of all. And even if you manage to get to the border, they won't let you in. Right, uh- and uh, so what are your plans now, Raj? Uh, how, do you, how do you actually plan to get out? Or do you have a plan at all? Or is there a way out? 
So it's very unfortunate because honestly, I I love you know the global map and all. So I'm that person. So I knew there is a conflict with Russia and Ukraine when I started planning for my Ukrainian education in the year 2018. So that's why I chose Pol like Lviv because it's the most westernmost part. So it's very very safe. For now, it is safe, not that much. And as you can see, Poland is 70 kilometers from us, so it's very easy to escape. But the problem is. Poland border is literally inaccessible for Indians, so that easiest option is gone for us. To be honest, now we have other options like Hungary, Romania, probably Slovakia. So then all these three borders are in different cities, which we have to travel like around three hundred kilometers for that. So first of all, we need to travel three hundred kilometers in this mess, and how we are we gonna do this? Again, it's not possible, sir. Right now, in trains, it's the same situations. All the railway stations are crowded, but it's fine. It's war. But the problem is, Ukrainian soldiers—they are not allowing Indians, even Nigerians. So, in short, they are abstaining all the foreigners to enter trains. There are videos, and I can send you that, that they are preventing foreigners to even enter trains. They're holding them. They're pushing them, and there's no discrimination between sex. They are doing with the girls as well. So we can't use trains because they won't let us. I today I, when we when we were trying to contact and have a meeting, I was booking cabs. Okay, so I booked four cabs because we are fifteen of us. So that cab was for one fifty dollars, and we were like, okay, fine, we have to escape. When the driver came, he was like, uh, I need six hundred dollars. So first of all, they are charging ridiculous prices, and even if they do, there are high chances they will cancel the cab eventually, because they are afraid. Some of the drivers said no. That we won't take foreigners out. These facilities are only for Ukrainians. So everywhere they are prioritizing Ukrainians for everything, for border, for trains, for taxis, even for buses. So we can't do anything, and we are just trying whatever we can. This is a worrying situation, Raja. What about supplies? Do you have food and water? Sir, there are supplies for now because fortunately Lviv has not been attacked yet, but it is in the radar, and there are reports and news that it will be attacked. So I would like to like warn the government because obviously they are always late to give advisories, and because that's what they did, they gave the advisory to evacuate on twenty second, and Kiev was bombed on twenty fourth in the morning. So even if we could have booked a flight at that time from the capital Kiev, because most flights are from Kiev only, we would be in a war situation, and that's what happened with two of my friends. They both they are stuck in Kiev. They are in bunkers hiding. Because when they had the flight, Kiev was attacked. So it's very unfortunate and late. I wish Indian government could learn something from the U.S. government because they put this advisory a month ago for the citizens. And I even called the Indian embassy. They were like, "It's normal. Nothing's going to happen. <clears throat> you can stay." Blah blah blah. But it did, and they are late to give the advisory. It's their fault. They should have known with Russia because they share so so good bond. U.S. has a war literally with Russia, but still they knew when they had to, you know, evacuate the citizens. They put the advisory first a month ago, but Indian government couldn't. Just two days is not enough, sir. That's right. And how many others are with you, Raj? So there are many. Like um, for now, not like I think we are six to seven hundred Indian citizens in Lviv only. <laughs> Actually, the number is much more. But yeah, for now, like because most already went. So, but now it's just six to seven hundred, I guess. Yeah. Right. And describe the. And there is no response from the Indian embassy. They don't pick the calls. 
hardly, but I get that because they're getting a thousand calls. But there should be something like you, if you have had the helpline numbers and if you're bragging that these are helpline numbers and they are available 24-7, come on, like they should be available at least 12 hours a day, if not 24-7, which is like logical, you know, because so they don't pick up. We can't talk. There has been an ambassador who is trying to come to Lviv by the Poland border and he can't come the Poland border. I don't know why. So if they are not able to come, how will they get us back? And either ways, he is not here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Raj, describe the days in the run-up to the invasion. So it was very normal. It was very normal. And uh, not just Lviv, but it was normal in Kiev also. Because we just had no idea that he is going to invade. There were rumors. There were rumors, of course. But no one knew and it wasn't sure that, you know, it's going to happen. So Lviv being the westernmost country is the most safest. So here it was like... It's not going to happen at all. And I, I still remember, you know, I was planning a party with my Ukrainian friends. So I was, because I was also searching for a ticket. I'm like, okay, maybe it's time for me to go. It's getting, you know, heated up everything. And I honestly had a party the next, the day when it was bombed with my Ukrainian friends. I was like, okay, because here they eat non So I was like, I'm going to make veg sandwiches for you, Indian style. And the morning it was bombed. So it's unexpected and crazy. Like in the morning I woke up, I could hear sirens and visuals. I had like 20 calls from my family when I woke up and I had no idea what's going to happen. But I don't know what's going to happen with me. I don't know what, what I have to do because the border I was planning, it's they won't let me in. The border I want to go, I can't go there because the Ukrainians won't let us go. So it's horrible. And I think Indian government should pay notice that what's happening inside of the country, like just organizing this thing, you know, and promoting it on the media. Like, of course, I give regards to the government because they have had flights from Romania already, even Hungary. So that's a good thing. But it's just incomplete. Okay. There are no flights from Poland yet. And we are near to Poland. We were the first one who were told about this evacuation. But till now, there is no flight. Not at all. Like, forget about flight. We can't even cross the border. So it's, you can see how bad it is on our side, especially. So, uh, Raj, you've already spoken quite a bit about uh, how the embassy has reacted and uh, the fact that they're not taking calls right now. Some of the advisories have been constant contradictory or at least haven't worked and you still haven't been able to get out. What do you want from the Indian embassies at this stage? So, I just wish we had Sushma Swaraj. It would have been better and faster. But anyways, it's the fate. But the Indian embassy, the Ministry of External Affairs are still working. And I'm glad they did this in a very short time. So I was very impressed, to be honest. Because they you know, put those advisories and all that we are evacuating from four countries, which is a good thing. But it's useless if, if it's not into practice. So if you are evacuating from Romania and Hungary, so that just covers two to three cities. That is Uzhrod, Chernovitsi, Two, two cities only, two universities. The university I am in, that is Lviv National Medical University in Lviv city of Ukraine. And it borders with Poland. And it's not working at all. So where do we go? They should, they should first of all, answer our calls. Because what are we going to do? If we are trying to, trying to go, they are putting advisories like, don't go to the border. Okay, fine. We won't go to the border. But what are we going to do with the sirens we hear every morning? It's like I'm waking up with sirens every morning. And in the day, there are like three sirens for emergency that we have to go and hide in the bunkers or shelters. That's how the life is now. 
like I'm walking on the streets and I'm hearing the siren and I'm like, okay, this is a siren and now I have to go in a bunker. Where should I find a bunker if I'm walking on the street or if I'm shopping in the mall or do they want me to like live in bunkers till they evacuate us? So it's it's very stressful situation here. Like, of course, not like that we have in Kiev and Kharkiv, but it is still. So like, I want them to like implement things and most importantly, keep a check on it if it's working or not, because in Poland, it's not working at all. In fact, see, come on, sir, like, we are being beaten up. A lot of my friends were beaten and harassed on the border because they wanted to cross. So I don't think medical students, like, not even medical students, any human deserves this. For what? We are just trying to go back to our country because it's risky. We're going to die either ways. So this is happening and they should do something about it. This is the embassy in Kiev that you've been trying to contact or is there one in Lviv? So there are multiple embassies. So there's no embassy in Lviv for India. The embassy is in Kiev. So they do respond. But for now, we are trying to contact with the embassy in Warsaw. So that is the Indian embassy in Poland. Because we have borders with that country. So there is no response from that side. Like not much. Yeah. And even if there is no response, they are not doing much, to be honest. Because the borders are not working. <laughs> and I accept it's the problem with the Ukrainian side. But I think they should do something, you know, with the Kiev embassy or the Polish embassy. Because on the Polish side of border, it's very nice. It's perfect. But the problem is on the Ukrainian side. So the Ukrainians are creating problem for us. So they should do it. Like we can't do it. You know, they are diplomats. We are not. Right. So they should do this. Raj, describe to me the situation in Lviv now. Is it uh, completely shut down? Is it under attack? What is happening in Lviv? So I won't exaggerate the matter. So, uh, like, if, if yes, I please. We, we are looking for something that's completely accurate, please. Yeah, yeah. So if 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 we if we think about Kiev and Kharkiv, so honestly, it's nothing because they are having bombs. So that is a different level of threat. But anyways. We have risk here because, come on, it has bombed more major cities. So the next target could be Lviv, firstly. Secondly, the like the all, all the major shops, they are closed. Malls and all, they are closed. So the store markets, if I talk, they're not completely run out. But yes, there is scarcity. In few markets I've seen, so the breads were like almost gone. It's not universal everywhere, but yeah, this ha- this thing has started. Because of course, there was a war and people started packing up stuff. And like, even I did. <clears throat> so this thing has also started. There, the shops are not working. The currency exchanges are not working. Uh, in fact, I, I exchanged $100 for 2,850 grivina or something. So it like take it 2,900 and I, and I had to give back 3,600 grivinas. So the rate has also collapsed very high. And like, we have to pay so much more to get the same currency back. So there is a huge economic inflation as well. Are you in touch with your family? I am. I choose not to be because I don't have anything to tell them, to be honest. And I don't want to disappoint them. So I'm like, yeah, I'm doing. Like, I don't have any but answers. But don't you think they'll be worried if you're not in touch with them? No, I am. But I just don't want to give them false hopes because I don't have any. Like, last night there was this news that Lavi will be attacked. So I was literally planning to record a message, video message for my mom in case something happens or I die. That's a different thing. I just slept. But yeah, this is what goes here. But what they are showing in the Indian media is like, okay, we have a flight. We have a flight. It's like they're running a few flights from Romania and Hungary and they are just bragging like they did a lot. 
but they should know there are so many countries like there's so many cities in ukraine like lviv so there have been no flight from lviv students as well yeah raj i want to talk about your studies for a second uh, it's unlikely that colleges in lviv will open soon and the situation there of course won't normalize quickly either what happens to your studies mm, it's very unfortunate sir like uh, <laughs> it just makes me depressed to even talk about it i was very passionate for medicine okay and that's why i came here uh, i'm not here for fun and all i'm here to study honestly like i know everyone says it but i mean it because i wanted it so bad unfortunately i couldn't get it in india because they have this stupid reservation system and i think the indian government needs to think about it before blaming us that why do we choose other countries to go like not even the government the citizens also are blaming us that why do we go out to study why didn't we come back when there was advisory like first of all we are studying here for like one tenth of the fraction we have to pay in india in india it's it's in crores 80 lakhs 70 lakhs that's the minimum starting for five year mbbs like if you're not getting government and that is also like 30000 seats so it's like it's so so expensive and like a middle class cannot afford it so first of all it's very expensive secondly that's that's why we have to come here we have no choice because our indian government is not sufficient first of all for the seats they don't have that much seats because we have a humongous population come on like uh, um, 14 16 million people giving an exam and they just have 70 80000 seats there's no comparison secondly out of those 80000 seats 50% are so expensive these are beyond the reach of a middle class person so we have to come back and what about the advisory okay fine since since covid <laughs> studies have been completely rotten there's nothing happening because i personally feel medicine is a certain degree you can't do online for me it's baseless and pointless because you need to see the patients you need to like you know the physical examination the practical experience is everything in medicine so this has been happening with us since 2019 since covid came and our university is unfortunately online and i think it has the longest online span because other universities in ukraine they did started you know few offline trainings but our university didn't that's very unfortunate so it has been online since then so now we had time to you know have some exposure but again now we have war it could have been opened normally it did but now we have war so it's like since 2019 we are studying online and now i just don't feel like studying because come on i had a class that day and there was a bomb and i was like how can I, how can i just, like attend the zoom class if i have a bomb in my capital like i literally got a call from my sir he was like are you going to do the test i'm like sir we have we have a war we have bombs do you really want me to give test so this is happening it's a mess so what so it sounds extremely uh, worrisome raj but so what's your next move now what happens are you trying <laughs> so again to go to poland or i have to try else? because Uh, i can't see government reaching us out at least not the city, like at least not from the lviv they're not reaching us out at all they are just making claimations videos advisories that's that's what they do we have to do something for ourselves so we are trying now i'm trying to like you know reach the hungarian border which is 300 kilometers from us and like i told you we are trying to book cabs but they won't let us they're charging like so much like 600 dollars is like 
seventy thousand for a cab. Can you believe Indian rupees? My God, for three hundred kilometers. Yeah. So six hundred dollars they were asking today. It just happened like an hour ago, and the price I booked it, it was ten thousand. It was one fifty dollars. Not much. So can you see the difference? The yeah. second case scenario. Six to seven times more. Yeah. So they are charging ridiculous amount. The second case, we were trying few buses on the station. and even in the station so they won't let us in they literally said it that these are not for foreigners so i went to the station also to take a train and it's it's very like it's very congested in the station and even if we go i told you they won't let us in so we are being discriminated at a very bad level yeah so raj before we sign off is there anything that you would like to convey to the indian government and also the indian public at large so i'm not being very selfish but i have to be because it's my life i don't want to die because i wanted to study medicine so it is good that they have started something you know this evacuation but honestly it's not working completely so i would like i would like them to pay attention to how it's going rather than just implementing and throwing advisories they should actually see what's happening and okay fine they are sitting in india they are sitting across borders so maybe for them they have a lot of time and they don't don't feel the panic but we do because every night it's like there will be a bomb somewhere or the other and that bomb could be our city could be my hostel could be my like flat i i used to live in an apartment now i'm in a hostel because you know it can be bombed like i don't know i'm not sure but there is a risk they are bombing cities and sites now i'm living in a hostel the first time in my life because they are regarded more safer so i just want them to like do it fast please because the situation is getting very bad and please pay attention to the poland border because it's it's really terrible there like being beaten up to just cross the border is horrible <clears throat> so that's what happening in the poland border and also with the transportation because like we can't cross the border there we can't go across cities so what are we going to do we are just left here to wait to be bombed so see to it and please pick up the calls raj Our thoughts and prayers are with you. I hope you stay safe. That you are back soon, and we'll stay in touch with you throughout. And we'll speak with you once you're in India again. Yeah, I hope I'm in India. I don't see any hope, to be honest. But yeah, I'm trying. I want to see my parents. So yeah, like instead of you know lying on the government's hope because people are like government will pick us, embassy will pick us. They're not picking us up. It's it's been four days now. Like I know it's not a much time, but like for a country which is in war. it is too much and being said that there have been no flights from my city from the poland border no flights so they should pay attention to this rather than you know publishing that we have flights from romania and hungary come on what about lviv what about poland side it's zero sir it's zero so that's something i would like to request because of course we deserve to escape this situation absolutely and i hope the people who should be hearing this are hearing this once again raj thank you so much stay safe take care and we'll be in touch yeah thank you so much for calling sir i just hope it gets conveyed to the government in the right years and they do something very quick before it's too late this interview was coordinated by apur shrivastava thank you all for listening please visit allindiansmatter.in that's a l l i n d i a n s m a t t e r .in for more columns and audio podcasts you can follow me on twitter 
at Ashraf Engineer. That's A S H R A F E N G I N W E R and All Indians Count. That's A W L I N D I A N S C O U N T. Search for the All Indians Matter page on Facebook. On Instagram, the handle is All Indians Matter. Email me at editor at All Indians Matter dot in. Catch you again soon. <laughs>